0: Have you ever wondered what Jesus would say if he could speak to you today? Join us on our podcast, A Weekly Message from Jesus, as I use my gift of spirit communication to bring you a channeled message from Jesus. The link is a weekly message from jesus.podbeam.com. His messages will bring you much happiness and guidance in your life. I'm Bethany
1: and I am not
0: <laughs> you've used that one before it's not even okay
1: funny. and I am uh, just
0: say your name
1: Sean Connery
0: <laughs> you wish
1: I wish man <laughs> you know it's weird the the way that he pronounces things it yeah. shouldn't be beautiful
0: but it, is. but it is that's like oh
1: if I could have a weird conglomerate of Sean Connery Liam Neeson Let's see here: uh, Morgan Freeman and Alistair Begg, and, and you just somehow combine. That's the most random. But you would make the perfect perfect accent for me, and I need them to narrate my life. Or they just I can go back. Narrate and your forward. life. I have no desire for you to do that. It's. Uh, I
0: already do mine.
1: Yeah, you already do yours, and it drives me up a wall. <laughs> and now I need to go over here and click this, and then when I do this, I need to send. Oh, I gotta send it to this person. Uh. It's ridiculous. But if Morgan Freeman was doing it, you would enjoy every second of it. Fine. Or Alistair Beck. Oh, my goodness. He has a beautiful Scottish accent. You just
0: listened to one of his sermons. That's why you're saying that.
1: I listen to people. This is shameless plug for Alistair Beck. I love him (laughs) to pieces, partially because of his accent. But, you know, also good theology. Also also because of the Bible. If you haven't heard his Man on the Middle Cross sermon, you have to go and listen to it right now. (laughs) Pause the show. It's so good. Go listen to yeah, it. I it can. doesn't even bother me that you're pausing the show. And my name is Dalton. And this is looking for the middle.
0: <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay. What a
1: cold open.
0: Seriously, though? I know. Um
1: we're both fans okay. of the office, so. We
0: are. So that was that was a good one. Okay, so we are here to talk about some practical Advice, help, tips for not, quote unquote, wasting your life when it comes to a season of singleness. And I was just going to say, and we are recording this today because yesterday you guys voted on Instagram that this was the episode topic you wanted for this week. Way
1: to go, So good.
0: And I had got to be honest, when I posted that yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, um, I was secretly hoping this is the one y'all would pick. So yay, I'm glad. Dalton on the other Life's hand. Life's all about you. Probably did not even watch the stories. He has no idea what we're talking
1: about. I watched about. one of the, the <laughs> stories and then, and then did not watch did the not. results.
0: Any. So he was like, what are we doing?
1: <laughs> I found out an hour ago what we were doing. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to go.
0: But before that, general housekeeping. We have Patreon. You can follow us there, LFTM. Podcast or maybe it's looking for the middle either way either I of the, know either of those will get you to us I know after I said it it sounded weird do it uh Instagram Lftm underscore podcast you should follow us there hang out with us or hang out with me I have been on there a lot more recently Dalton I don't know <laughs> hang
1: it, out with me i
0: I think Dalton has a password to our Instagram it makes me nervous sometimes so that he has that information because that means he could in theory just pop on there at any time, and there's no, no telling what he would say. Okay,
1: look, people. But. It's not that I don't love you. I do. I am just growing to hate social media. I know. I'm an old yeah. curmudgeon now.
0: But you're so funny because you come and go. You're like, I, I hate it. And then you're like, let me show you these 27 reels I found That's the, That's <laughs> the
1: problem, though. Like, I, I can doom scroll <laughs> yeah. and get so lost in it. Yeah. Like, this is so uh, – I, I waste a lot of time on social media, speaking of – Instagram. We're going to come back
0: to that. Here I'm in so chatty right
1: now. Uh, I'm in a good mood. Good things. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I made my accountability partner lock me out because I'll get up in the morning and just scroll the most ridiculous reels and send them to people.
0: <laughs> so and like, I'm wasting
1: 20 minutes. I
0: like changed your password and you have no idea how to get back in. I have no
1: idea how to get back in. Um, so this That's morning awesome. I woke up and I grabbed my phone instantly like I normally do. Yeah. I'm like, oh wait, I can't do anything. I'm going to get up and go make a cup of coffee i got here early this morning
0: well okay i will say it was weird because and i know we're rambling but i i really, i was like two or three minutes after nine o'clock getting here
1: did you get stuck in traffic too yeah, yeah. i don't know why i beat the gps and didn't back
0: <laughs> but even with that i'm never not the first one here so I pull up, and Dalton's already here, and I'm like, this is weird.
1: I was already here. Like, had turned on all had of the coffee lights. coffee made. I had made coffee. <laughs> I was walking back over. I had even gone into Bethany's office, turned on her personal heater, and shut the door it so it was warm. It was so
0: nice. It was nice and warm in my office, which it never is. So it was 58 in mine. Thank you for that. Um, anyway, okay. So... I think that covered all of our no, housekeeping. No, it didn't. It didn't? What am I forgetting?
1: <laughs> I got caught on Instagram. Instagram Did you talk about the the newsletter? Oh, the Facebook group. Oh, Facebook newsletter. group.
0: Facebook group. Uh, the newsletter, I just am going to be honest, is on my priority list. It's just low. It's and last I season. feel were bad dying. Um, that it is. I'm trying to do – I'll try to do better. But Facebook group. Ladies, if you would like to hang out with your fellow Looking for the Middle podcast listeners – we do have a Facebook group. It is LFTM community. It is public to search, private to join. So you just you do have to send a request, but I get those approved pretty quickly. So we would love to have you over there. Um So that should cover it. Okay. Yeah, that's all of it. So now, my question of the day. Your question so, of the day. This is not I have to like qualify it a little bit. I'm not talking about like once you're like solidly in a relationship, but early stages dating. What is the most number of times you've ever gone out with one person in like a week? When it's like new and you're like, "Oh my word." Uh, it's like going super well and you're like, "I yeah."
1: I don't know about the super well answer.
0: <laughs> okay. It's just new. And you're trying there to decide if new, it's going super we well. Trying,
1: I was I was trying to decide if it was going super well. It was like three or four times. Yeah. It was overwhelming. Four um,
0: Four is the most that I have. Yeah. It's a lot. It was helpful i mean for me it was helpful though because it was like i don't know it sped up some things that
1: uh-huh
0: <laughs> in the uh, determining process but like yeah i think f- four in one week was the most okay
1: f- I, I say find a balance with that <laughs> yeah
0: I'm not saying be like us. I'm just wondering what the most don't, was.
1: Don't be i <laughs> I'm only going to see that person once a week at the very outset. Oh, no. You find a balance together of, you can tell if you're both into it. Yeah. If one of us is into it and the other one's not fully into it.
0: Just don't jump into every day. Yeah. Either.
1: Well, you know, you never know. Because what you could do is, this is practical wisdom here, people. Write this down. Uh, oh, ooh, let me get my pencil. Y- you go on uh, seven dates in a row. That's and true. you can get married then.
0: Well, I was going to say, you you go out like seven days in a row, seven days, seven dates, that's like two months usually. Like talk about speeding the process. If like, you do that in, for two or three weeks, territory. and you are in like marriage territory.
1: You can be married in 14 days, people. We should make a TV show out of this. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, that or a master class we can sell online. No, no, no,
1: no, others. no, no, TV show, married in 14 days. But there's uh, already like... 14-day marriage.
0: Married at first sight and 90-day fiancé. Both of those sound like we're ripping them off.
1: We are, but we have it in 14 days, so it's not the same thing. It's
0: true. Oh, my word. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way... Let's see.
1: We've done a cold... My finger turned in a weird direction. That's okay. Strange. Um, we've done a cold open. Yeah. I've talked about my finger. Mm-hmm. We've rambled on about a new TV show that we're going to be creating that uh-huh. everyone's going to be financially supporting. Not me, though, because I'm poor. <laughs> Uh, And now let's talk about serious stuff. Let's talk about... Let's lock in.
0: I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still that 4 year old kid who, if you say don't laugh, I will absolutely lose it. Okay.
1: People, did you miss our banter?
0: Oh, I missed our banter. We're back. Speaking of... Anyway, okay. So we kind of have a rough outline here, which we're going to follow, which I know is like Ah, oh, shocker. But first thing on it... You I think it's gonna... just
1: shocking because Kristen's not here to make yeah. us do it. Oh,
0: yeah. So you're going to kick us off. Like, we kind of talked about th- some of this last season on a yes. philosophical level, should we say? Mm-hmm. Um, and so as like we've done in the past, of like, okay, let's take it from philosophical and then drill down into the practical. So that's what we're really honing in on with this episode. But... Before we, like, just go straight into that, I know you had a passage you wanted to talk about to kind of, like, recap and center us on what is driving the practical part of this.
1: So I think the the first time, and I didn't go back and look at the show notes or anything like that, so I'm just kind of pulling from memory here. First time we talked about it, um, I, I tied it in conne- and connected it to a sermon that had really mm-hmm. impacted me. I wonder if that's my Bible over there. Um a sermon that had really impacted me by John Piper. Don't mm-hmm. waste your life. He preached it uh, twenty or so years ago. I'm like to say
0: Passion, wasn't it? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it was early 2000s. Yeah, uh, but the essential point of the the sermon was: you don't have to know a lot of things to be useful for the kingdom of God, but you need to know a few things and know them well, and then just live according to Him and according to them. And his ultimate point of his entire ministry is just. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Be satisfied in Christ and you will serve him completely. But his exhortation was, don't waste your life. Don't just look at this life as, uh, I'm here to get what I want and be pleased in my own standards. No, you're here to glorify God and to serve him. Uh, so don't, don't waste what the Lord has given you. And then we went into more of the the philosophy, the theory behind that on the scriptural basis of what it is. Uh, philosophically means in belief rather than in practice of not wasting your life. And one of the things that I, I tied it into is 1 Corinthians 10 31, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all things for the glory of God. That's that's our ultimate purpose in dating and in singleness is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're all practical people. And the, the question is, how do I do that? I know I'm supposed to do it. I know that the, the Bible says that I'm not supposed to waste my life. I'm supposed to count the cost of being a disciple. I'm supposed to glorify God in all things. But how do I do that? What is the mm-hmm. will of God for my life? Bethany's yeah. pointing at me over here.
0: <laughs> I know where we're going with this.
1: <laughs> we all look for, for the will. Actually, you know, you want to, before I read this passage, You, I think you spoke to it really well in thinking through. Mm-hmm. We asked the question, what's the will of God? Yeah. But there's actually a caveat to that.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we... <laughs> You hear that a lot. And especially when people are talking about, oh, well, determining the will of God, the big categories they talk about are who you marry, where you go to college, and what job are you gonna take. Like mm-hmm. those are the big categories. And it's like it's this big nebulous concept that you have to find. And if you and I don't know, I feel like it creates this pressure of make sure you get it right or you've totally messed up the will of God. As if that's something that we could do. But if if you look in scripture, God tells us what his will is. Mm-hmm. It's not this magic eight ball genie in a bottle. I ask a question, you give me an answer kind of thing. But there's no faith in that. There's no trust in that. But He, the Lord tells us what his will is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of said it a second ago talking about glorifying him. That's our purpose, single or married. And a lot of these things following the will of God, the will that he has laid out for us in Scripture very clearly. That's his will for us as children of God, as followers of Christ, period.
1: Have you ever noticed that when people say, I just want to know what the will of God is for my life? Uh-huh. Realistically, what they're asking yeah. for is I want the details.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: uh, I want to know the will of God for my life and uh, <laughs> my dating life, right. which means I want to know who I'm going to end up with.
0: Right. Yeah, and when it will be, and all of these other things.
1: When he never promised to tell you that. No. That's not That's not the will of God. Right. You're, you're trying to play God.
0: Exactly.
1: You want to know what he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that takes you to First uh, Thessalonians 5. It's Paul's uh, final words in his first letter to the church at Thessalonica. He encourages them, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There it is. So you want to know what the will of God is for your life, it's, it's those things. Now, obviously, there's more commands in Scripture. Sure. Uh, but that, he boils it down to, we rejoice, we pray, and we give thanks.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> just thinking of it, just practically, I don't do those things. Mm-hmm. And that's been very clearly spelled out for me, so... Do I think I am that I'm going to say, well, I just want to know the will of the Lord for my life in this area and that area and whatever. When I half the time, I don't know, disregard in a sense, what he has told me, do I rejoice always? No. Do I pray without ceasing? No. Do I give thanks and everything? No. So maybe I like, I feel like we should focus on doing those things. Mm-hmm. And I know at least in my life, when I'm focused on that the unknowns of some of these other areas of life seem to fall by the wayside yeah. because you're so focused on your Savior.
1: I mean, you want to know what you're supposed to do? There's three things. Mm-hmm. that You're asking for practical things. Yeah. There's three practical things that you can do every single day. You can, since we're talking about people in singleness, mm-hmm. the same applies to dating as well, but we're talking about singleness. Yeah. How do you not waste your singleness? Rejoice in it. Mm-hmm. Because God has placed you there for a reason. Like I, I look over the last, uh, I mean, I've gone on dates and been close to a relationship before, but never actually in a relationship like the last seven years. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at that. Well, actually, we're going into eight years now. Um, I, I look at that and I go, that's a long period and season of singleness. But I can rejoice in that because I can look at every single mm. thing that the Lord has done and and even look at things that I think he's doing. I don't know for sure, but there's so much to rejoice in. But ultimately, what it's taught me is to be more dependent upon my Savior. Mm-hmm. So I can rejoice in that. So the, the first step in all of this is rejoice always. And notice it says always. That always there means always. Yep. It's not conditional. No, it's rejoice not. when you want to or rejoice when you have what you want. Rejoice always.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Practical step number two. This is like level one <laughs> before we really get into kind of the nitty gritty stuff. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. It is okay to pray for a future spouse as long as it doesn't become an idol uh, and you're not praying for what you want, but you're praying your will be done. Mm -hmm. But it's also okay, Lord, help me not to waste my singleness. Help me to have an attitude of contentment. Help Mm -hmm. me to have an attitude and a posture of rejoicing. But this is the one that we're not good at, the third one. Yeah. Give thanks in all circumstances. (gasps) Let's be honest. You're asking the question, what are practical ways that I I can't, or I, I don't waste my singleness, won't waste my singleness. Yeah. Which means I don't really like my singleness. Yep. It's a hard season. I don't want to be here. I want a spouse. Yeah. Paul just said, you give thanks in all circumstances, including the singleness that you don't necessarily want to be in.
0: Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I don't know if this is something you've ever struggled with or this uh, thought you've had to, you know, speak against. But in my mind, sometimes I find myself, if I get too comfortable being single or I'm enjoying it too much or I'm too thankful for it, you know. It's almost like in my head, there's this part of me that's like, well, what if God thinks I really like this and he's just going to leave me there? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is ridiculous. I know that. I fully understand. I've done it. I, I fully understand that it is. But I find myself in that. And so it's passages like this, say in every, you know, give thanks in all circumstances. There's always a little part in the back of my head that's like, yeah, but not too much. Because you don't want God to think that you're too happy here. Which, again, as I'm saying it, sounds ridiculous. But out there, if you've thought this before, let me just tell you, that is not how the Lord operates. You don't have that much power. Um it's not uh, that. That's not how things go. Well, What's funny
1: is when when you're doing that and you're thinking that way, what you're really assuming you have the power to do is bring God's will to yours. Right. When the point, I argued this in a sermon one time, uh, specifically on prayer, but I would say of all three of these, the point is not to align God's will with yours, mm. but yours with God's will.
0: And even Christ did that. Mm-hmm. Not my will, but, but thine. Your will be done. If there's any way, you know, in the if there's any way. You can take this from me. Please do it. But overall, not my will but mm-hmm. yours. And if Jesus had to pray that, who in the world do we think we are yeah. that that's not 10 million times more the case for us? So, yeah, it's not a matter of.
1: So I, I think yeah. that's like first level <laughs> practical things that you do mm-hmm. in singleness. You don't waste your singleness by having the, the approach and the attitude that. Paul called us to, ultimately through the Holy Spirit, inspiring Yeah. of we should rejoice in our singleness. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it as a punishment. Look at it as a blessing. Pray without ceasing. Pray mm-hmm. that the Lord would sustain you in that that posture and would use you in your singleness in mighty ways, the practical ways that we're really about to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, and then give thanks for it. Yeah. For he is good and greatly to be praised. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of first level. Yeah. Uh, but when you, you first mentioned I kind of jotted down. Okay. Yeah. Get let's get in the weeds. Get in the yeah, new Because
0: 'Cause you're like your I know your few points and then I know mine. Like yours deal a lot with like church and like mm-hmm. getting involved in that community. Mine takes more of a social. Yeah route so i like that yes let's go through yours first and then we'll so we kind of have like two almost like two segments to Well, this. my last
1: one i think it kind of helps flow into yours so okay perfect um first practical thing that i would encourage every single person to not waste your singleness is get plugged in mm-hmm. get plugged into your church yeah uh there is uh, it, it really is a, a wonderful season that i'm looking back on i'm still kind of in it yeah um but I, I'm looking on the season and it opened doors for me to get plugged into the local church. Now, mm-hmm. the first side plugged in, because the next point will really push this even further. What I'm more describing is just be a part of the body. Yeah. So get connected and be there on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and worship with other people. Sit under the preaching. Yeah. Take notes. Yeah. Listen to that sermon because it's for the benefit of your soul.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fellowship with people afterwards. Do do anything you can to get more plugged into life of the body. Life on life ministry. Yeah. You, you don't realize how much you need it. Because part of what you're craving for in singleness is both companionship and fellowship. Yep. And you don't have to wait for companionship and fellowship
0: mm-hmm.
1: until you have a spouse.
0: Exactly. Now, it
1: takes it to a different level. Sure. And a different type of intimacy. But... It's right there. So get plugged into the body. Mm -hmm. Be a part of the body and allow the body body to be a part of you. Yeah. But that kind of takes me into my second one, and I'll get on a soapbox here. Serve like (laughs) crazy. Yeah. Serve like crazy. Part of being plugged into the church is not just... A consumeristic mindset, right? Of showing up to church and I want to get what I need. Yeah, I'm here to fill my emotional and spiritual tank up, <laughs>
0: yeah. so
1: that I'm ready for the week, and it's all about me. Yeah, you know, there's the praise song. Uh, it's all about you. It's all about you. Most people approach <laughs> it's all about me. I think yeah. that's a, that a Tim, Tim Hawkins thing. He might do that. Something sounds that sounds like
0: I, I think so. But no, to your point. The first one, get plugged in, is kind of that be, that be in that community. But be fed. Uh Get plugged in. Be under the word. You know, let that renew your mind and be fed. Which I guess in a sense you could say is a consumer. It's not really consumerism. It's following the commands that we are to be in church. But like it's that taking in part and then going – like you're saying serve like crazy. It's like, okay, now that you have sat under the word, go into that community in your church and serve. Be involved. Mm -hmm. Don't just take in but – Go out with it as well.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Jesus came to serve, not Mm -hmm. to be served. So why in the world do you think you can show up in his (laughs) church and show up to be served rather Mm -hmm. than to serve? Uh, Get plugged in and serve. Serve like crazy. There's so many opportunities to serve, whether you're a single male or single female. Mm -hmm. Either way, one of the first things that I think about as the guy that works with youth and children is, leverage the time that you have mm-hmm. pour into these kids mm-hmm. I, I was listening to a matt chandler sermon one time uh several years ago and he's talking about singleness and really talking about single women and it's kind of uh this joke about this girl's like but i just have a cat and i don't know what to do <laughs> he, he 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 looks at him and says there's young women in the church that think you're cool and you're not. <laughs> but use it. Yeah. Like show up in the children's ministry. Yeah. Show up in there and just serve in the nursery. Go teach mm-hmm. a class.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go into the youth ministry. Those youth girls want to be like you. Yeah. And the same thing is true Guys. Nursery is not only for women. I don't know if you know that. Thank you. Guys, show up to nursery.
0: Yeah.
1: Plus, there might be a single woman serving a nursery. (laughs) I
0: knew you were going to say
1: that. (laughs) Show up to nursery. That's
0: fine if it's an added perk. It should not be your motivator. I'm
1: kidding. (laughs) But show up to nursery. Yeah. Go play with the kids back there. Yeah. Go into the youth group and challenge these young boys that are acting like idiots to man up. (laughs) Like uh, This concept of I have to wait to serve before I'm married, mm. it doesn't make any sense.
0: It doesn't make sense, and it's not biblical. Like, there's no caveat to those things.
1: You become a follower of Christ, you become a servant. Yeah. You become a slave to righteousness and a slave to Christ. Yeah. Your whole life is mm. devoted to service.
0: Well, and I think part of that mentality or in that lie that we've bought into, which kind of goes with the, the second part or the other side of the poll you guys voted on for a topic we'll do this one for next week of why is everyone so obsessed in the church with everyone getting married mm-hmm. is the church doesn't always do us any favors of making it seem like as a single people you should be just in, like just as involved and there's just as much but that's not a reason to not do like I, I can just hear people listening to this and saying well yeah but there's nothing at my church for single people or there's not much there or there aren't a lot of single people or there's well, what you know this long list of reasons why they can't do that and we've talked I've talked about it before so
1: look for a door or make one
0: yes that's what I was gonna say like you feel that people i know a lot of single people feel like they're on the fringe feel like they're on the margin within the church body and i'm i'm not saying that that's not true Mm -hmm. i'm saying i don't care and i say that from the standpoint of someone who really wrestled with this and it's probably been about (laughs) eight or nine years ago now i said who cares if i'm kind of you know the odd man out who cares about those things find someone else who's an odd man out find someone else on the fringe find someone else on the margin who maybe is in an underserved part of the congregation and go be to them what you wish someone would be to you Mm -hmm. don't just sit there and wait around and feel sorry for yourself go be that for someone regardless of if anyone ever does for you and that may look like a single mom that may look like an older widow that may look like just a, a mom with lots of little kids who just needs some help like Get creative. It doesn't have to only be other single people. Mm-hmm. But go do and go be to them what you wish someone would be for you.
1: You want you want things to change? You look at this and you say, well, there's nothing for me and there's no opportunities. Change doesn't start when people just sit on their hands and say, yeah. I'm waiting for it to change. <laughs> change starts when people look at it and go, it's not okay. I'm going to help it change.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of times the, the Lord shows us those Pain points, or shows us those gaps in ministry. Let's say, and you may look around and say, "Why am I the only person that's noticing this?" It feels like I'm the only person that sees this or says anything about it. Maybe it's because you're the one to do something about mm-hmm. it. Like, why are you? Why are you noticing these things? Why are you seeing this? Go towards that.
1: To quote the great philosopher uh, from my favorite movie, <laughs> oh, Robots. <no. laughs> you ever seeing robots. I- a great movie. Oh, Robots animated movie. Shameless plug. Uh, Robin Williams is in it. Fantastic. <laughs> Big Weld. See a need, fill a need. Yep. See something, say something. If you see an opportunity for service, go fill it. Yep. The Lord made you aware of it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Go say something about it. Yeah. Do something about it. Get plugged in and serve. 35-year-old single woman... Go ask that 18-year-old girl that just graduated coffee or graduated, (laughs) don't, not graduated coffee, graduated school to coffee. To
0: coffee, yeah.
1: Use your time that the Lord has given you Mm -hmm. for the kingdom. I I recently picked up a a book from our counseling. It's a little booklet from our counseling department uh, on time management. Yeah. It's one of the things that I want to grow in and just thinking about how do I manage my time more effectively. And there's a worksheet in it. It had you write out know obviously, you can't do it for everything, but how do you write out what are the major things that you're giving your time to? Okay. So, And, and the amount of time that you would say you need to devote to it to be uh, as efficient as you can mm-hmm. be, um, all, and also including rest and leisure and all of those things. Fill up as much information as yeah. you can for a 28-day period.
0: Oh, wow. So almost a month.
1: Almost a month. Wow. Uh, the amount of hours that you think you should put into it, and then... Calculate all of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Compare it to the number of hours that Actual. are in twenty day, 28-day period.
0: Okay.
1: Now, you can go one of two directions because uh-huh. no one is ever going to hit the hours perfectly. Sure. Either they're going to be so overwhelmed that – because it also asks you to go through and check out important, very important, mm. not important. Like that was one to five okay. scale. Uh, you're either going to be way up there and you're going to realize there's some things that are not important – or less important that I can let go of Mm -hmm. or give less time to, I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. Single guy, no family. I have a lot of time to give. I actually didn't realize how much time I had. Now, there's some things that I had missing in there, but the one thing that I gained out of that is you have time to give, which means I'm not using it Mm. most effectively. Hmm. So there's more open doors and opportunities to serve. Single person... You have so much time to give, and I don't want to say that is a negative or a slight against you, because you might have a crazy job and other things with extended family members. That's all well and good. Sure. We're just not, we're not as busy as people, like my poor sister has three kids. One of them is a 12-year-old going through the fun of middle school and (laughs) hormones. One of them's a clingy five-year-old, and the other one is a a three-month-old that needs to be fed constantly. Yeah. She is overwhelmed and her yeah. husband works full time. Yeah. It's exhausting. She's oh, like, yeah. I don't even have time to shower. She can't kill me for saying that. She didn't listen to the show.
0: Uh, <laughs> She's not exactly a target demographic.
1: <laughs> overwhelmed. Right. We're. I'm just not.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think kinda to your point of like, okay, I'm not saying you're not busy. I'm like, I know sometimes people bristle at the you know, married people are like, well, you just have so much time in, in your single years. Enjoy it. And then you kind of sit and look at your life and you go, I'm not sitting around all day doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm busy. But I think just over the years of doing the show and just talking about it and just evaluating it in my own life, I think the difference is we ha- I have the same number of hours in a day as a married mom of three does. But I am the only person I consult with what I do with Uh those hours. Whereas for her, it's three kids and a husband and whatever, you know, all of these other things with demands on her time. So, yes, we have the same amount of time, but my busyness is solely determined by me. Um, And so I think that's the key distinction is Mm -hmm. just realizing if I want to change something about my schedule or I want to have more time. I'm the only person I have to ask about that and yep. I just have to change it wherever. And I mean, I'm one, I'm busy. I have stuff going on a lot. And it was a few years ago. I, What I mean, I was just saying, I'm just so busy. I don't have any time and blah, blah, blah. And then I did a, I think it was for like two weeks. It was kind of just like a technology fast. Mm-hmm. Um, no TV, no movies, Only using my phone for like very utilitarian, you know, actually making phone calls, that sort of thing. Um, And I was shocked at how productive I was and how much time I suddenly had. Yep. Which makes you go, oh, just to your point of what is important and am I giving it an appropriate and commensurate amount of time Mm -hmm. to its importance? And I certainly was not. And I would say, I mean... I think I'm better than I was then, but still not the best. Um, so, if you're feeling that way, I would encourage you to just get rid of all of those things and see what suddenly happens with your time. I would just say,
1: examine your life. Like, yeah. look, look at the way that you spend your time, and you might be doing uh, many good things, mm-hmm. but they're not the best things. Sure. And there's so much more that you could be doing. So I, again, challenge you to serve like crazy. The last thing I say is love like crazy. Mm. And that sounds like the most ridiculous Hallmark cliche (laughs) nonsense you've ever heard about. Um, I am a loving person. Most of the time. No, I'm a pain in the butt. I fully admit that part. (laughs) I'm nuts. Um, But I love people. Mm -hmm. That's my heart's bent. I love people. And I'm not afraid to tell you, I love you. My my small group of guys, my core group. When we get off the phone, I tell them I love them. <laughs> yeah, because I do. Because it's not like I am reserving all of my love for this one special person. Right. No.
0: Mm-mm.
1: God has placed so many incredible people in my life that I can pour my life into who can pour into my life, and I get to make them a part of my life. What we do when we're single is we ostracize ourselves. Yeah. yeah so a lot of times we're making ourselves the outsiders.
0: Yes, exactly. Instead of pursuing
1: people and loving mm-hmm. them, we put ourselves outside the camp and yeah. say, we can't be here until we have someone. Right. Like I, I caught myself going out with uh, several friends a couple of weeks ago. I was the only single person. There's three other married couples. I'm sitting with the added-on chair at the end of the table.
0: You the seventh wheel?
1: I was the seventh wheel. Who cares? Yeah. I, yeah. Funny enough, I got tired of the guy's conversation, went over to the girl's table and sat on their end of it. <laughs> yeah. And talked to them. Yeah. Because they were having a better conversation than we were.
0: Yeah, well, and that's one thing I've noticed or just kind of observed in my own life is <sighs> to us as single people... Our singleness seems like this glaring <laughs> flashing red sign like this above your head, I'm single, I'm single, I'm single, and it's like you think everybody notices that, or like in that like group, it's easy to be tempted towards thinking, "Well, I don't know what I have to offer, I don't know how have to contribute um I'm the only single one, I'm sure they're all feeling sorry for me, blah 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 blah
1: they don't about it.
0: think about it. <laughs> Like, it's just not... No one thinks about it as much as you do. Um,
1: What's funny and is... And so there's a... Oh, second, sorry. Uh, my friends go out of their way to make sure I don't feel like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there's a pride in it of assuming everyone else uh-huh. thinks about you as much as you think about you. They don't.
1: Well, even when... Which is good. <laughs> it's funny. That, that meal that I went out with the, all of these friends... Uh, my buddy's wife goes, hey, why don't we just, the girls will sit down here. You don't have to sit at the end of the table. All the guys <laughs> yeah. sit down here. like, I don't care. Yeah. Y'all go down there. It's more comfortable. Yeah. It gives you more space. Half of them are pregnant anyway, <laughs> so they want to fan out a little bit. Uh, I mean, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it opens up a whole world where you get to, to love community and, and you get to care about other souls. And you know what actually teaches you and prepares you to love a spouse?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just the opportunities I've had to live with other people and, and learn about them and yeah. learn about the things that they like and they don't like. And I get to show interest in their mm-hmm. lives and they show interest in my lives. I'm learning more about what it means to care.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not a significant other, but it's a friend and I can love them. Yeah. If you are recoiling, especially the guys, because for some reason we recoil when someone says you should love people, shut up.
0: Yeah, love is not like this like inherently feminine trait. <laughs> David
1: loved Jonathan. Yeah. They had a borderline weird relationship. <laughs> Kidding. They had a beautiful relationship. Yeah. David loved Jonathan and Jonathan loved David. Mm-hmm. They had a bond that's beautiful. It's good. Paul is constantly going, "Timothy, who I love, yeah. Bring Timothy to me." Timothy says, "Hi." <laughs> He loved him. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So when you get plugged in, you serve like crazy, and you love like crazy, I think that it it might sound like these broad categories, but it starts to throw you in the life of other people and realize it's actually not all about you, Mm -hmm. and it's not all about your singleness. You're just trying to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my list.
0: Well done. Okay, so mine was just kind of thinking through, and honestly, for me – Applying these things that I've just kind of developed over time has been i think key in me enjoying my thirties way more than my twenties mm. and I've talked about that on here before. My thirties have been fantastic I've loved my thirties my twenties I didn't hate my twenties, but I don't know there just wasn't much to them like i I think I wasted time in that you know in that era of time and one like one of the things I think I did is like you know, I was in this quote-unquote waiting season in the relationship sphere of my life. But just because you're waiting on that one thing doesn't mean you have to put all of the rest of your life on Mm -hmm. hold. Um, And so, like, this is my one, again, kind of to your point of, it sounds broad, but I'll kind of drill down a little more from here. But the one thing that I would say is... (laughs) Do what you would do if you weren't single. Like, we sit around and we think, oh, like, I, like I, I'll, I'll wait and do that when I have a boyfriend. Or oh, I'm going to wait and do that when I get married. Or, like, you're just mentally telling yourself that you have to wait for all of these different things. And, like, we don't. And I think the biggest thing is be okay with doing things on your own that Mm -hmm. was a corner i had to turn of just be okay go to the movie if you want to eat at a restaurant go eat take a trip you know do different things
1: go take a 24-hour trip to new york city
0: (laughs) i just did that yeah i mean but yeah i wasn't by myself but Lindsay and i i've had i have wanted to go see Wicked on Broadway that has been on my bucket list forever. So, a few months ago, Lindsay was like, Hey, what if we did like a one day trip? Let's go to New York City, we'll go see Wicked, and come back. And we <laughs> originally were just going to stay overnight, but hotels are so ridiculously expensive um, all over New York that it didn't make sense to get a hotel room for one night. So, we literally flew to New York, we ran all over the city, Times Square, Central Park, all over the place. Went to the show at 8 p.m., and then we literally took the subway from the theater back to the airport, and we're there. (laughs) I guess we got back to the airport like 1 a.m. Our flight left at 6 a.m., so we were there for five hours in the airport, flew home. We were uh, literally—we landed in Atlanta exactly 24 hours after we took off. You're nuts. The day before. (laughs) It was so much fun. And so it's like, you know, don't wait for, oh, I want to have this trip, and I want to go to Broadway— you don't have to be married to go do that. You don't have to be at this certain place in life. If that's something you want to do, save your pennies and go do it. And be okay with it. Don't worry about, again, it goes back to no one else is looking at you going, oh, the poor thing. Mm-hmm. She's single. She's having to do this. Like, no one knows or cares. So just be okay with it. Go do the thing you want to do. And I mean, especially, oh, what, were you going to say something? <laughs>
1: Uh, so this past Friday, while Bethany was gone uh, oh, to yeah. New York, we had uh, a church leadership Christmas party. Yeah, and I was just laughing, thinking about no one's thinking about.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, she's
1: single; she has to go do that by herself. Right? Because everyone goes, "Where is Bethany?" As if I know all of these things. I did know this one. You did, uh, but I did say, "Am I Bethany's keeper?" <laughs> but so she's she's actually on Broadway right now. She went to go see Wicked. They're like, "Wait, what?" They go. What? She is in New York City right now on Broadway seeing a show. Do you want to know what they didn't ask? What? Oh, is she is she by herself? Is she Yeah. Did she did she have to go by herself? Right. Did she not have a man to go in?
0: <laughs> exactly. They're like,
1: are you serious? That's so cool.
0: Right. Yeah. So do that. And especially this always hits home to me around this time of year. Because we're at the holidays and I know it's tough.
1: Yeah, but you also watch Hallmark movies. It doesn't help. <laughs> no.
0: I'm okay with that. I'm just saying I know the holidays can be a tough time of year because you're going home and great aunt Helen is asking you why you're not seeing anyone, why you're not married. Like it can just be tougher. And a lot of things at the holidays are naturally bent towards couples.
1: Towards love.
0: So, so, I, love. <laughs> so I get that it can be more difficult. But something that I just kind of made a, literally a conscious effort, probably about five or six years ago was like, I don't have to wait until I'm with someone. I don't have to wait until I have a family to have traditions, to have things that I like to do with the holidays, to have stuff that's mine. And so I just started doing those things. You know, I have it. I always go, you know, in this day and age of online shopping, I like to have one day to go to the mall, And I know you're like, it sounds awful. But I have PTSD
1: from working retail.
0: That's true. There's music playing in the mall and the, you know, the Christmas music and all these different things. And I like to have one, the hustle and bustle. And so I go do that. Um, Have traditions, have things that you do. Um, And it does, I don't know. You don't have to put things on pause. And that's okay to do those things by yourself. So don't put life on pause.
1: It's as if you're saying, and connected to kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Live the life that God's given you.
0: You know, that does seem like what I'm saying.
1: And <laughs> don't live someone else's life. Yeah, and this don't is live where, your dream life. No,
0: and don't yeah, don't miss this part of your life because you're waiting for what you would deem your dream life. Um, and I think this also ties into. There's a word that, as Christians, it's like a bad word of just be content.
1: Mm, Gross.
0: (laughs) And on the one hand, it's not a bad word because we are to be content in Christ. On the other hand, I totally get where people come from in this because everyone's used and t- abused it has because people tell you well if you just be content they, because it's always tied to if you'll be content then the lord will bring you something as if it's this thing that then god owes you and that is twisted and not scriptural
1: it's works-based righteousness it absolutely
0: is but the different like i yes be content no don't be complacent and i think that's where we get frustrated is because contentment gets conflated with complacency too much to where we feel like, oh, if I'm being content that I'm just going to sit around and not doing anything because I'm content with where God has me. You don't have to be complacent, either in your pursuit of a relationship or in your pursuit of all the things you talked about, of enjoying being single. You can go for it, still be content, but not just sit around with nothing to do.
1: Sorry, I heard a train coming. <laughs> At first, it's not was about to come to the It's the building. four o'clock train. Yeah. We, um, you know, tying it back to, I mean, how, how many things do you have on your list?
0: Oh, that was it. That, oh, was, that was my, my okay, one good. big well, main let me, thing. Because
1: I want to tie that back to what you just said, what we started with. Yeah. Of we are to be content in the life that God has given us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to know how you do that? Rejoice always.
0: Mm-hmm. Pray without ceasing.
1: Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Yes. Yeah. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That's, it's not like there's a magic formula. Uh-huh. And Be obedient.
0: Yeah. And that's what I love. That's um, something John MacArthur talks about when he talks about like finding the will of God. And he has a list. It's five or six things. It's like, are you saved? Are you sanctified? Are you... Uh, submissive like to authority to your church like five or six things i think they all start with an s salty (laughs) and but basically kind of like what you were saying though of like okay am i rejoicing always am i praying without ceasing am i giving thanks in every circumstance and he gets he goes through this list of passages of here's the the will of god and at the end of it he says okay if you are all of these things do you want to know what the will of god is for you in your life whatever you want to do Because if you are saved and sanctified and submitting to authority and in scripture and obedient and all of those things, then that's where it's, you know, God will give you the desires of your heart. If you are all of those things, then that not my will but thine is what is driving your life. And those desires that you have are the ones the Lord has given you. So do whatever you want.
1: It is... Funny, you know. Obviously, I know you're not saying it's an open door for sin. No, but uh, that's
0: what I'm saying. All these criteria are met.
1: That that first step. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're on board yes. with what God's called you to. It is entertaining. This is just a little sidebar because sometimes people will pit MacArthur against Piper.
0: Mm-hmm. These guys
1: have been friends for decades. Stop oh, yeah. It. I think but they probably
0: sit back and laugh at what's all of them. They, did, they
1: had a conversation <laughs> like a year or two ago yeah. where they just sat back and reflected on years of friendship and uh-huh. disagreements that they have and they don't even care about.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but what you just said is like the, the basis of Piper's ministry mm-hmm. of Christian hedonism. Yeah. The idea of hedonism is that you can just do whatever you want, but yeah. he ties it into... When you are most satisfied in God yep. and you delight in Him above all things, then you really will do whatever you want yeah. because it's going to be what God wants exactly. for you. Exactly. Delight in God and your mm-hmm. singleness. Be satisfied in Him. Rejoice in Him. Give thanks to Him for your singleness. Yep. Pray through your season of singleness and then do whatever you want with it. Leverage it. Mm-hmm. There's a... a Uh, Christian poet, C.T. Studd, that wrote a very long poem. I would encourage you guys to look it up, and we can put it in the Mm -hmm. newsletter. Um, He says, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done Mm. for Christ shall last. You want to know how you don't waste your singleness? Use it for Christ. In whatever practical way you can think of, whether it's getting plugged in or just enjoying your life and glorifying him in the life that Christ has given you, use it for Christ. And it won't be a waste.
0: No, there's freedom and joy in that that is just not found elsewhere. So.
1: And I have nothing else to add to that. Mm-mm. Good job. It's
0: a good place to to cut it off. So we will do that. Okay, guys, we will.
1: Great job, not dolls.
0: <laughs> leave it here and be back next week. And I think we have decided we will go with the other topic that in the poll from yesterday. So next week we will be having a discussion as to. Why it is that everyone in the church is obsessed with all the single people getting married.
1: All the single people.
0: (laughs) And we're gonna stop there before Dalton sings anymore. We will see you guys next week. But until then, I'm Bethany. So
1: put your hands up.
0: (laughs) I knew you're gonna. And he's Dalton, and we'll talk to you later. (laughs)
1: Looking for the middle.